Hello friends and welcome back to Somebody Save Us. It is a Smallville retrospective podcast and every week or every episode we talk about an episode of Smallville and just reminisce on on old times on, and and the teen years. And, they were the uh, best of times, the oldest <laughs> times and the best of times. They were the best of times, they were the blurst of times. <laughs> and that voice was one of your hosts. I'm Ashley. And you know my dumb voice, it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> follow follow the sultry sounds of his voice. Mm. <laughs> it's like chewing gravel. It's like... <laughs> Little bits of gravel in your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this week we are talking about uh, Season 2, Episode 7, Lineage. And just, I just want to, like, before we even get into it, like, just based off of what we read as the synopsis for, for this week's episode, I was uh -huh. like, this is going to be a fucking dud. Like, I didn't remember this episode at all i kind of remembered the lady because she's like like 12 out of 10 fucking crazy yeah um, yeah but uh that's the only thing i could remember about it and i was like well is there gonna be like uh like a freak of the week kind of thing and despite the fact that there isn't and there really isn't like an existential threat really this episode is a is a fucking banger yeah this is a it was good really episode good. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. It was really yeah. good. Um, so, fun fact, uh, the actress that plays the crazy lady, so she, we'll call her our crazy of the week, um, Blair Blair Brown. So, I, did you ever watch Fringe? So, I haven't watched Fringe. Okay, I, I also have not watched Fringe. So, okay, perfect, good. Yeah. But she is, and she is here to forthwith forever going to be known as, even in this podcast, at least by me, uh, she will be known as Judy King because she played Judy King in Orange is the New Black. Okay. Judy King. Okay, yeah. Because I know, and I know I've seen her in lots of stuff. I just, yeah. like, it's the only thing I could really pull was yeah she was in fringe and yeah and and orange is the new black and yeah. this and this yes and this uh, she, she plays crazy really really well yes <laughs> and okay i guess just to like just to open the show up uh so it's the kent farm and martha is getting ready for work and telling clark to get his ass in gear and he comes zooming down the stairs and <laughs> We get to see him making toast with his heat vision. He was making so much toast. Like, oh my god. Did, and you know what? This is just one of those stupid things that like, I just latched onto for no reason. It's like, daddy grabs a piece of toast out of his hand and presumably is just going to eat fucking dry toast. Like, he doesn't do yeah. anything with it. He just, I don't know, he just fucking houses that thing. Just... <laughs> I, I was more uh, wrapped up in the fact that they need to use Clark to fucking to toast toast because like I'm assuming they can no longer afford to like run the toaster. It's just gotten too expensive. So now they have to exploit their child. <laughs> yeah, he just goes and he just goes into each room and just like lights a small fire every night to keep the house warm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yes uh you know what though daddy kent he don't need no extra toppings on his toast okay he is the extra topping on his toast 
<laughs> he is the jam. That's right, he is. He leaves the jam but, behind. But yeah, like so, like they they're on their way out the door to take Martha to the Luther Mansion, which uh, like uh, Jonathan uh, equates to a Greek tragedy of their own. Yes, because <laughs> Clark's homework was all about a Greek tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And, and then and, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say that. Yeah, then what? Random crazy. Well, no, because you get to see Clark race across the field. So you get to see Clark leave, yeah. family leave. And yeah. Then in, in walks Judy King. Yeah, yeah. So the way I I put it was just as the truck kind of drives past the tractor, she kind of just walks out to a point where if Jonathan had looked in the rearview mirror for one second, he would have been like, uh, what? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this person? And she just and she just kind of slowly meanders her way into the house and is walking around and like picking up a picture of Clark from the cabinet. And... Yeah, and and even I'll say like even in this scene like as she's just kind of slowly meandering through the house, like I did make a note like even the piano like in the background made it sound mm-hmm. like so innocent and so hopeful and just so like sweet and gentle. So like it didn't yeah. have any sinister undertone to it, like aside from the fact that she's like a stranger in the house. But like yeah. just yeah, the way that the the music was chosen and the way that you know. Uh, a, a, Blair Brown like kind of acts her way through it and looks through mm-hmm. the whole house. It was just very serene. So I was kind of like, oh, it's almost like she belongs there. Almost like she belongs in that house. Like almost as if she like she was walking through it like again, like she's obviously never been there, but she found her way to where the photos were pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, looking at them all. But we then cut over to the school. And we assume that this is basically immediately, like, the yeah. start of the school day. And they're talking about, like, Clark and Pete and Chloe are discussing the Greek pantheon on the way down the hallway. And Pete uh, basically mentions, like, we said this episode was going to be like an episode of Maury, but he brings up Ricky Lake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which dates the show super hard. It really does. <laughs> I wonder if it was pre-Babyweight Ricky Lake that we used to watch back then. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember what the what 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 canon of Ricky Lake we're dealing with. <laughs> but the um, one thing that that Chloe does mention that it definitely fits for the episode is that hell mm-hmm. hath no fury like a woman scorned. So mm-hmm. let's, let's keep that in mind as we <laughs> as we take a journey through this episode. And the reason why I pointed out like I feel like not a lot of time has passed because Clark goes to his locker, he opens his locker, and then he closes his locker and redhead McCreepy is just standing right there. Like two two inches from his fucking face. <laughs> How did she bust into the school? Like is high school still just kinda like anyone can go in and out? Like is is it yeah. uh at this point I... <laughs> there had not been uh, a a high enough number of school shootings for I there guess. to be any security. True that, true that. Because <laughs> I I feel like I couldn't just go walk into any high school and just be like, hey guys, what's up? Want to hang out with me? <laughs> you 100% could not. You'd be tackled to the floor. <laughs> oh my God. I hope so. I mean, I would be. I would be for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do um, give off those Lex Luthor vibes, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, but so he's like, uh, do I know you? And she's like, well, no. But she's like, but... Uh, 
I'm your mother. Yeah, right? She doesn't even softball into it. She's just like, here you go. (laughs) It's impossible! (laughs) And we go to the credits. Yeah, opening credits. Like, it's it's a... I mean, you could see that that was going to be the line that was going to take us into the credits, but, like, it's very... It always is very funny when, like, the credits just come up and they're just, like, so, like, bombastic. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was... Like I say, yeah, the way that she... um, approach the situation and she just completely just dropped this big old deuce on his head like doesn't softball into it it's just like hey i'm your mom yeah yes uh and then uh late it's it's like at night the next scene i kind of noted was just like clark and his parents are discussing this lady and the cancer like uh you need to stay clear of her um and the last thing we need is people wondering about where you came from and he's like Fuck, I wonder where I came from. Yeah. <laughs> Join the fucking club. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't does, share their he does, lack. He doesn't he doesn't share their lack of curiosity. Uh no, definitely not. But he also does mention, uh, he's like, Well, I thought the Metropolis United Charities was like the I was the only one that ever got put up for adoption. And they were like, Well, yeah, that's true. So like you you know, you are left with like, well then who the F is this lady? Like then how could she have possibly like gone through yeah, that adoption she... agency as well, right? Yeah. And so we but we don't find out whose fault this is. Well, it's not really anyone's fault necessarily, but somebody definitely put her onto Clark's trail yes um, unintentionally but, but we're gonna blame her anyways later because it's just easy so <laughs> <laughs> spoilers uh at, at the talon uh we see what seems to be kind of initially a fairly civil chat between uh this rachel dunleavy and the kents mm-hmm. uh, learning that she gave up uh, a baby named lucas and that was the only child ever adopted through that charity and all like all she's really asking is for a chance to get to know clark and martha seems like she is kind of waffling on whether that would be a good idea but daddy kent is like fuck no yeah stay the fuck away from my family you crazy (laughs) don't don't ever talk to me or my son ever again (laughs) keep my son's name out your effing mouth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just slaps her slapped her right across the face oh um, boy yeah but you know i i did wonder like because i did notice that with martha and she was kind of like i could tell that she was feeling like sympathetic like her mom yeah. heart was definitely being tugged on but at the same time like she knows, she knows. like she knows it's not his mom like obviously for uh, very clear yeah. reasons so like for her to even like had they had said oh well maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea like i mean come now come now let's not be silly that would be very foolish that would have been very foolish and as they're kind of walking away she's kind of just like shaking her head in disbelief like and she actually says out loud like no yeah yeah she seems like she seems very distraught in like the majority of the episode like she just seems like a very lost distraught mother who's trying to find her son um so my 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 little heart definitely bled for her for quite a bit and you know until until yeah well (laughs) we'll get into that we'll get to that (laughs) but next we get uh clark showing up chloe chloe Chloe, well first of all fucking clark because chloe walks into the torch and just finds clark just fucking going through her emails yeah, well, but, that's okay. That's but, but her emails 
but, but, but lock her up. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Okay. It yeah. is it's definitely a breach of privacy to like be going through her emails. But I mean, at the same time, like I can, I can understand he's pretty pissed off because she, he told her, uh, I think it was in like a season one episode to just not look into she, I it's think she made it. some, I honestly can't remember the episode, but I know this is not the first time it's come up, but he basically told her to respect his privacy and she uh, has not. So, um, yeah, well, it's... how can she, she's a journalist. She's not, that's not in her wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, but Clark, but Clark does like, Oh my God. Like it is kind of scary. Like the way that he gets so pissed off and like how he yells at her. Cause like he does, he, he's like, Oh, like, why don't you be more concerned about your own parents? Oh, that's right. Your mom's a fucking bitch and totally like left you. Ha ha. Like, yeah, he really goes in. He's like, he's like, no one's even seen your mom for years. So what about that? Yeah. And she's yeah. like in tears. And as he's walking away, she's like, since you're never going to talk to me again, uh, you might want to know that uh, Metropolis United Charities was f- funded by uh, Lionel Luther. Because, uh, of course, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then speaking um, of Luther's, we then cut over to the mansion with Rachel talking to Lex. Right. And it's clear here that like Lex really pushes back on her because he does not want to get involved because he's just like, I'm already on like bad terms with with Daddy Kent. Don't want to make it worse. So, uh, yeah, I'm not getting involved until until the big old the big old bomb. She pulls out them big guns. Yeah. She reveals that the baby she gave up for adoption was Lionel's baby. (gasps) And therefore, Clark and Lex are half brothers. Right. And <laughs> I you imagined. Can al- <laughs> you can almost see it on Lex's face, like just how elated he would be at this news that they were actually brothers. But yeah. <laughs> and then I just imagined like the 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 movie poster for Step Brothers, but it's half brothers, and it's Clark and Lex, like Michael Rosenbaum's face. Uh, like superimposed or photoshopped onto like uh, Michael C or Michael C Clark. That's not his name. I fuck it. I dead bit. It's a a dead bit. Nah. Um, Yeah. So uh, it's Will. It's Will Ferrell and other guy. Um, Yeah. Isn't it Michael C Clark? I thought it was. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, maybe it is. It doesn't sound right to me in my head. So yeah. uh, If we're wrong. Uh, correct us or don't um, or yeah. if somebody if somebody could just get that photoshop open and please photoshop an image of us or, or not of us but of Clark and uh, Lex Luthor <laughs> on the nope. Step Brothers poster nope. please now now it's got to be us <laughs> oh god damn it fuck okay <laughs> all right let me just open up my photoshop <laughs> ah shit yeah uh but uh so so yeah it's it's just sort of it leaves like Lex is like on the hook now like Yes. But not really like from his from his point of view, not much happens with that other than something later that we'll we'll get to. But um, uh, back at the school, Lana catches up with Chloe, who is still in tears. Yes, yeah, she's still pretty upset, understandably yeah. so though, because again, like Clark, holy god, he he got even scary. for. Yeah, even for fucking Chloe, like that was pretty shitty. So <laughs> even I'll admit that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Lana kind of just, he, she 
just makes sure, you know, Chloe is like okay to talk at all, but then like asks her for a favor that is basically the thing that she and Clark just had a fight about. <laughs> it was too perfect. <laughs> uh, um, but Chloe but, but, is like actually relieved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it makes because, her feel better, right? Because it's what it's it's what she does. I mean, unfortunately, that's what journalism is. Like, well, what real journalism is? It's about like finding the truth and having like a like like Chloe says, a pathological uh, tendency for keeping her nose in people's business, right? So, yeah. Well, so Lana tells her basically catches Chloe up on everything we found out last week about the photo and mm-hmm. uh, and who this dude is and like wants chloe to find out everything she can um but chloe's like hey you know what you should try this little technology called the doorbell yeah <laughs> go to his house just show up at his fucking house um did, at, at this point though did lana know where he lived yet well i think i think uh chloe would be was gonna find out the address Oh, okay. Okay. Or maybe found already knew it, or they were gonna find out, or maybe Lana already found out. Okay. Or knew, or just knows where he lived because it's a pretty small town, right? And people know everybody where each other live, kinda, yeah. right? Like, true. That's true. Um. Yeah, I, I always forget how many people are in Smallville. I think it's like it's small, but not super small. Like I think it's like four twenty thousand people, maybe. That is not small. Yeah. <laughs> we okay. No. So just because uh, by comparison, uh, Paul and I come from towns. Uh, my town was what fifteen hundred people, and how how big was your hamlet? Uh, at the time I was going to high school, it was uh four hundred, and gen- now like and now now it's like a hundred and twenty. Oh my god! Like my parents need to sell that house because it's not going to be worth anything pretty quick no no pretty much yeah, yeah. pretty much oh god no. sell it for farmland <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh shit um yeah so no chloe's so chloe's gonna you know do some research on the guy and like yeah just going back to that like it, it you see the relief on her face when when you know she's crying about how clark basically calls her a nosy bitch and then lana's like well by the way i need you to be a nosy bitch so. <laughs> i need i need nosy bitch that's right <laughs> oh, yeah um, and then at the farm, uh, the the cats are just pulling up in the truck, and Clark shows up, demanding to know what happened with his adoption and why Lionel is involved. And we get the first flashback, the first of many in this episode. Yes, and so what we get at first is about a minute worth of footage, just shot for shot, what happened in the first episode of Smallville. Right. And let's just remind everybody, this is also uh, just shot for shot footage of the worst visual effects. I think I've seen like ever, like (laughs) even, even the green screening when they're driving in the truck, like it is so blatantly obvious. Like it's like, there's one part where like, it's right before they drive into the really bad CGI smoke. So don't mm-hmm. even get me fucking started on that smoke, but it's, it centers on Martha as they're driving and you can see in the back rear window, like, I swear to God, like it, it's such a completely out of place, different scene. It's like Disneyland in the back or something crazy. Like <laughs> it's just so poorly done. It's so it's- poorly done. 
It's just the Warner back lot. <laughs> you see Yakko, Wacko, and Dot walk by. See the dancing frog. oh my god and then yeah when they drive into the smoke and the the smoke effect is like it's it's flat on the bottom obviously to like simulate it's up against the highway but the way that they positioned it it just it looks so bad like it's so bad yeah and then there's and then there's like there's like the weird crashing noise and it just shows the truck upside down. Yeah. <laughs> they can't even film that. It wasn't in the budget to flip a truck. Yeah, and so everything everything past the uh like they're they're upside down in the truck and then uh Jonathan looks over and sees like a small naked boy uh crouching down by the by the truck. Everything little after tiny that. Clark. Yeah, little little, tiny little Clark. small Clark. Yeah. Uh, the scene where Jonathan's running along the highway and then finds his buddy Teddy dead in his truck and just presumably just dumps his corpse out of the truck <laughs> and just <laughs> drives away with the truck. Like the ne- cause the next thing we see is Jonathan loading the ship into the back of the truck by himself. How the hell did he manage that? I honestly like that was one of my notes. I was like, damn DK, you'd be working out like crazy. Cause how the hell did you load that spaceship by yourself? DK <laughs> Uh, and then also going back to his buddy that he obviously just like, you know, dumped out yep. of the truck. Um, yep. I love how the guy was like slumped against the steering wheel. So it just looked like he was passed out because there was no blood. Yeah. There was no gore of any kind. And yet it's pretty clear by the state of the window that like a hunk of rock went through and like probably went through him like a bullet. But there's absolutely no evidence of it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, for all we know, he was only bonked on the head and wasn't even dead. He was just unconscious. <laughs> the guy's actually like, I'm not dead. And daddy's like, yeah, I'm you okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll be stone dead in a moment. <laughs> Let me just run you over a few times with your truck. <laughs> but yeah, so they get in the truck and they cover it with a tarp. And like, there's a scene while, like, while Jonathan's in the back where he looks down and Martha is holding the boy. And then they're just driving down the road. And we see like, uh, Lionel and like the dichotomy of like Lionel looking the way he does in this as to how he looks in like the modern day episodes. It really is just like slightly shorter goatee with no gray in it. And then like more like quaffed hair. That's really the difference. Yeah, pretty much. But Uh, he also is speechless. Yeah, and same with Jonathan and Martha. Like, obviously, like, the technology didn't really exist back then to, like, de-age people. So, no. like, they had they had to work with what they were working with, unfortunately. So, yeah, the, the whole trying to make them look younger thing didn't really work. But, you know. Yeah, the only thing they know, really did with Martha is they changed her hair color, I think. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. just if you just don't think about it, then it won't bother you. So just don't think about it. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll just breeze past it. But, like, the, um, like like DK is talking to Lionel about what happened and he can't even really get it out other than like to say that his son is in the field. And so they run through this cornfield and it is corn time. Like it is, that's a lot of corn. 
not only that is like they run like a mile and a half like holy shit it's so far off the road what the hell were they doing out in the middle of the cornfield yeah and like just flattened i mean during the season one episode that this was taking place lionel was talking to pete's i think pete's uncles about Uh, something and so lex wandered into the cornfields right as the meteor showers happened and he basically got not hit directly with a meteor obviously but like close enough that he got blown off his feet and like it ripped all this hair out (laughs) you you do see little wisps little wisps of ginger sticking out of his head (laughs) yeah and but the thing is like like jonathan finds finds lex laying there and then asks lionel to help him but all lionel can do stand there going what where's hair where where his hair (laughs) where's his eyebrows yeah, and then we get to into the truck, and Lionel's like, can we go any faster? And what the hell are you hauling back there that's slowing us down so much? And that's, again, one of those things where I was like, well, maybe the ship doesn't weigh that much. No, it, they just didn't think about no that <laughs> element. Like, the ship weighs a fucking lot. Yeah, there's definitely, I'm finding a lot of themes of, like, just poor editing choices and some poor scripting choices throughout the show so far. There's been quite a few examples, but... Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe maybe Daddy Kent was actually from uh, Krypton, and he just doesn't remember. Or he had that momentary, he had that like um, that trauma response thing where he had like superhuman strength for a moment right. just because he like he needed it. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because it wasn't even his kid yet. So no, sorry, yeah, he yeah, it did, yeah, <laughs> false, false. Yeah, but so they're like there's like while they're in the truck, uh, like. Lex comes to for a, a second, and Clark and Lex they look at each other. Moment. Oh, they have a moment because Clark just reaches his tiny little Clark hand over to tiny little Lex's face and just like gives yeah. it a gentle caress. Yeah, and then Lex is out cold again. Yeah, um, and there is like the setup of like like Lionel is so grateful and he basically says anything you ever need and hands him a card, mm-hmm. um, and that's the end of the flashback um but clark and clark's like you were a hero like like what like why are you why why do you seem so upset about this and before uh daddy can't can really get into it um sheriff mustache shows up i like to call him sheriff dipshit (laughs) (laughs) on all levels he really is and (laughs) and uh it appears that uh, Judge Ross, who is Pete's mom, has ordered a DNA test to determine whether or, or not Clark is that bitch. Is that... <laughs> I wonder if he really is that bitch. Friggin' Judy King, man, just won't let up. Won't let up. No. Yeah. Yeah, she somehow got the idea of getting a DNA test done. Hmm, I wonder who put that in her head. Her, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> which is yes. a mystery. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Speaking and, speaking of speaking of mysteries, mm-hmm. Lana goes to visit Mystery Dad. Yes, she goes. She shows up at Henry Small's house and is finds that his name Henry. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, and and uh, finds him like the door open, and he's finishing up the end of a phone call in which he smashes his phone. The testosterone was fucking flowing in that conversation. That's for sure. Holy shit! Yeah, we don't get much out of. I don't think we actually find out in this episode what he does specifically, other than he is in environmental law. Just from the conversation, you can assume that. That's right. Um, Yeah, for sure. Because he also initially mistakes her for a law student. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, when he's on the phone, he's like, oh, they're doing illegal dumping or whatever. So like, yeah, he obviously knows some, some, some law stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows a few things. <laughs> yes, he's he's lawyering. He yes. knows something about nothing about bird law, though. Doesn't no. know anything about bird law. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> um, but he does. He does recognize Lana because he says, "Oh, I think I know you, or I think I've seen you around." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you work at the Talon, or you yeah, you own the, the coffee Talon shop." Yeah. yeah, and the then he shop. he's like he's like, "I don't really like coffee, and I really don't like Luthers." <laughs> Fucking hate the Luthers. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Lex is just a silent partner. He responds with, that's what the Vichy French said about the Nazis. It's like, fucking yikes, dude. Right. Give it I a mean, rest. God damn, that escalated quickly. She's been in your house 14 seconds. You've called her a Nazi. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, I mean, technically, he's not calling her a Nazi. He's calling the Luthers a Nazis. Mm, that's true. She's call- He's calling her the Vichy French. Yeah, she's calling her... Which is just as bad. Yeah, right? <laughs> she's, she's the dumb French person, basically. They are war criminals. <laughs> God. Oh, jeez. And then you find, like, then you hear, like, the voice in the back of this, like, lady, like, oh, hey, hon, can you help me with the groceries now that you're done freaking raging out? Yeah, yeah, like, she, I don't know if she just showed up at the back door or what's going on, but, like, Lana is just introducing herself and shows him the photo and he's like wondering where she got it, and like he's she's just like, did you did you love her? And he's like, doesn't matter, it's ancient history. And then like, she's like, well, did you did you fuck her? <laughs> Are you my daddy? You my Hold daddy? daddy. Hold me, daddy. <laughs> Father. Uh, and so yeah he like essentially uh, just pieces out he's like I yeah. want it's ancient history I want nothing to do with this like you need to leave get the fuck out of my house yeah he does a thing where he's like backing away he's like look I have a family now and so therefore that means I cannot have any other family exactly no but the, my family card be full <laughs> and he asks her to leave in no uncertain terms and she definitely does uh, in tears so yes, yes yeah. she's very sad and then we cut to uh, basically like Clark's open mouth <laughs> as he's giving his DNA sample. I don't know why it was weird because like I was like, well, how are they going to get a DNA sample? But if they can't get a needle into his arm, I'm like, oh right, you can take DNA from other sources. Like yeah. they could have, they could have had him jizz in a cup. Oh God! But that's exactly what I thought too. Like when you were initially saying about not jizzing in a cup, but about the needle. I'm like, oh about- yeah, right, spit. I mean, I guess I also could have taken a poop sample. Ah, oh, spit the PG PG rated cum. 
That's right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, so initially I was like, oh, okay, well, crisis averted like that. They don't have to worry about anything now. Cause now they'll for sure know that he's not like related to Judy King. And then, <laughs> oh, Clark, and then Clark's like, well, who knows what my DNA looks like under a microscope? Who even knows if I have DNA? I'm like, damn it, Clark, everybody has DNA. Every living organism probably in the universe has DNA. <laughs> he's a bad, he's look, we know he's not a good student like he's a yes. good student in terms of, like he tries but he's not smart he's not a yeah, smart he, man he's a slacker um but Very so nice. it's so funny because like they the like uh sheriff mustache and the tech lab tech leave and jonathan's right away like okay we got to get that sample and yeah. then we fucking cut to a, a nighttime scene of metropolis i'm like why the fuck would you let it get all the way to metropolis before taking like did is there any is there any other place you could have maybe gotten it and then we get to the hallway and then i see pete and i'm just like why the fuck is pete here (laughs) and we get answers to all this but initially i was like laughing so hard i'm like this is stupid (laughs) it made me it made me think about a couple episodes ago the one with uh the the crazy like stalker guy for uh the lana stalker guy the incredible the incredible sulk the incredible sulk and you're like and cut to clark and pete doing their favorite pastime breaking and entering <laughs> yeah and like they, they find the lab and the lab's all like bathed in like it's like clearly after hours like you'd think alarm systems would be going off and like lights would be coming on but like it's all bathed in blue light and clark just bends open a cabinet door right after x-ray frying all of the samples yes uh and then he's like hey and pete's like so uh why am I here? Like he's answering, asking the question I just asked. And Clark's like, Hey man, I need a little bit of DNA from you. And Pete's just like, "Uh, okay. And just like drops trow. And then Clark says, no, I mean, spit on it. I mean, I mean, spit on this cup. (laughs) And then the next morning, the lab techs come in. They're like, what the fuck is with this door? And why is there a vial of cum here? I know because they don't explain the door and like they just kind of left it. And so it wasn't until a little bit later in the episode. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck? I was like, you, you know, those guys are coming in later. Like you can't unbend a door. Even Clark can't, even Superman can't do that. So I was like, you know, them texts are coming in like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's like, God, it's, it's such, it was such a, <laughs> they had to have that scene, but honestly, like it didn't even have to be Metropolis. They, it could have gone to like, the lab at like Smallville Medical Center, and they could have at least reused a set that they've used before. But they, yeah. you, they, they spent money on a new set for they this should scene. Saved, should have saved that money for special effects, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, they didn't really need them in this episode, except for later on. There's one scene where it's really dumb, <laughs> oh, but yeah. uh, um yeah, so back, it's back on the farm, and, like, Daddy Kent apologizes to Clark for putting him through all of this, and he says he's going to go work on the Combine, and, like, Clark asks Martha why it seems like there's still something wrong, and Martha kind of cues up the next flashback by saying Jonathan blamed himself for making a deal with the devil. And it like right. it, the way it cuts is, like, Martha walks around the kitchen island, and then as she's doing it, the camera just turns toward the living room and we see like the color change, the color temperature change slightly. 
Yes. And then yeah, we see was... like baby Clark playing on the floor. Yeah, that's pretty much the only way that you can differentiate it because again, you can't de-age actors at this point in time. So like that's the only no. way you can queue up like a flashback unless you're going to do the save by the bell where it's like Wayne's World. You you just Wayne's World it. Yes. Oh god. So back to the flashback. Yeah, so small Clark. Tiny Clark. Tiny Clark. Tiny yeah. Clark. Tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny boy plays on the floor with uh, with the toys and the cancer discussing like what to do about him. Um, and the only other way you can uh, different go back in time is when another character shows up and they've got big sideburns. Because like deputy dipshit. <laughs> Deputy sideburns is what I call him. <laughs> oh god! So he enters and meets Clark, and then they're just kind of like thrown up against a rock in a hard place. Yeah, they had to make up the lie. They had to like they had to improvise. Yeah. Yep. So what does Martha do? Oh, our adopted son. He's totally adopted. Yeah, he's ours now. Totes adopted, and like Ethan is like not really gonna poke further because he doesn't do any investigative police work he just doesn't do that no it's not his thing um his pay grade but like he originally came there to be like hey uh i found your upside down ass truck like miles away from here also uh teddy's corpse so uh what about that also you have also you have his truck so uh i guess everything's fine i'll go I'm sorry, it's so funny. All I can imagine is, like, uh, the only other way that they could, like, quote-unquote, skirt by it, because it was, like, a natural disaster, is, like, if Jonathan, if Daddy Kent had just, like, shimmied Teddy's body, like, into their truck to be like, oh, yeah, Teddy was totally helping me driving the truck. But, like, nope, didn't do that. Nope. (laughs) That's too much writing. That's too much. (laughs) Just left him in a ditch. Left him for the crows. Let the crows have him. <laughs> With the crows. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, and, and yeah, you're right. He's just like, oh, okay, well, it seems legit. Bye. He's like, all right, uh, see you next flashback. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, of course, yeah. Lex just kind of busts on in. Oh, wait, but does he come into the house? Yeah, he comes into the yeah, house. He like yeah. bursts, he bursts in the house and he's like, he basically Kramers his way in the door. And he's like, know, hey, everybody. Doesn't even knock. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, but he he only comes in for a second, and then they from there they move up to um, the loft, and like Lex is like, "Hey, uh, ever wish you had a brother to help help you with your jump shot?" Yeah. Oh, and, and then also, uh, I think I got the better looks. <laughs> yeah, and Clark is trying to like let him down easy about like uh, there's almost no chance that this is the case. Like this woman is just out of her mind yeah 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 for sure um and like lex i think like lex obviously doesn't want to jump to conclusions like he seems to me like he still has somewhat of a level head about it but you can tell he's kind of excited at the prospect of like clark being his brother yeah he he at least thinks it's at least likely that this woman is just after lionel for a paternity suit Mm-hmm. But given the number of extramarital affairs Lionel has, he's probably got his own chapter in that book. Yes. 
Yeah. And then he even says, because Clark's like, well, doesn't it hurt you? Like, you were so close with your mom. Doesn't it bother you? And he's like, well, not every marriage is as, what is it? Rockwellian as the Kents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Lex. Jesus, way to project. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, Clark shoots him down. He's like, nope, we're just, we're not brothers. It would be cool, but it's definitely not the case. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the scene at the mansion between uh lionel and rachel and like he like this is like john glover's like bad guy acting um in like full effect he is just like so cold-blooded and manipulative oh yeah and like the part where he's like right up against her face and like touching her face with his fingers (laughs) and like his lips are touching her as he's talking like it's fucking uh it's so seductively manipulated because like obviously she would she would jump back in his arms in like a heartbeat and he totally knows this so uses it to his advantage tries to like get all up in her business and like manhandles the fuck out of her face and (laughs) it's like (laughs) whispering whispering like little tropes into her ear and then he's like maybe it's time we take you back to the clinic and then she's like breaks yeah and she fucking gets the hell out of there and then he's just kind of standing there like grinning to himself almost (laughs) oh god i know like he oh god lionel luther what the freak man and then we get freaking judy so now is when we start to see like it's not so much now desperation even though it is desperation but it's desperation with a big healthy dose of fucking crazy yeah like the wheels are coming off the yes. sanity wagon here. Yes, they are. Absolutely. So she goes and freaking Lex is peeling out of the, their under, I guess their underground mansion parkade or wherever they are. Well, I think, so I think he's at the plant because it says LexCorp on oh, the plant, which is okay. his, his own thing is LexCorp. And then L- Luther Corp is his dad's company. So it's like a right. private step. So he's leave, obviously leaving work or something. Um, yes. And she just kind of is standing there with her hair all fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she gets <laughs> he's, more crazy and, looking as the episode keeps going. And he and he's like, uh, Miss, are you okay? And she's like, at the camera, we actually see the camera kind of moving around the windshield till she's beside the car. And she just like r- pulls out a syringe and you see him trying to duck away. Yeah. And like, if I was him, I would have just hit the gas. <laughs> And just sped away. Now, granted, though, obviously his car is like a manual, so it's not as easy as just like sitting on the gas. He would have to shift, but like at the same time, probably would have had a better chance of escaping, getting a fucking needle in the neck if he had tried to speed away. (laughs) Because honestly, he's he's just like, no, and he just like leans over a bit and like, what is that going to (laughs) do? He's like, no, don't poke me in the neck with ecto cooler. And then sleepy time for Lex. Yeah, he has a little nap. Yeah. Um, we uh we get that scene in the loft with Lana and Clark talking about the fight uh that Clark had with Chloe and like what right. it was about. Like Lana doesn't think he's gonna say what it was about, and then he just tells her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because um, she's so used to him keeping secrets all the time. So, of course, she's not going to expect anything from it. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
but uh, he so he reveals everything that's going on, pointing out that he thinks it's weird that Rachel Dunleavy would just show up at school. Like, who does that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lana's like, "Hi, me, right here. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it. Guilty. <laughs> it was me. I I am this person. That's right. Uh, and so again, like just before we get into it, like there's more like." again, more of these like positive negative dynamics in like almost every situation here. Cause like you get the, the negative positive of the mom who's like just trying to find her lost son. And then, you know, it goes negative, like crazy. Then you get the negative positive of Chloe's journalism and her nosiness. And you get yeah. now the negative positive of just like showing up unexpected to announce that you might be the illegitimate child of somebody or the, the, I guess, illegitimate mom or dad. Yeah. Of somebody. Yeah. 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 Just some different perspectives being thrown in there. I'll give kudos to them on that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, the episode is good because of the way that the characters are interacting with each other. Not necessarily the story. Like, if we just take the baseline story that we found out was just kind of point for point true from the episode capsule, that two-sentence thing does not tell close to the tale of what this episode does. Like every character gets a little bit more uh, uh, textured because of yes. this episode. Yep. Like, we didn't I know anything about, about Chloe's mom. Uh, yeah, this. no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and she gets more in-depth, uh, I think, in, like, the next scene or two when we get Clark and Chloe together again. So, like, yeah, she kind of gets a bit more in-depth. It does. It's, it's definitely a depth creating episode for the characters so that's yeah i really like that about this show this episode yeah yeah uh, he so but so like she tells clark about how things went and yeah. she's just like i don't think i don't know what i expected would happen I and mean, she's also like i've gone this long without a father i don't know why i felt like i needed one now and he's like yeah but i do get it because like if i could spend if i knew i had a chance to know my my birth parents, I don't think I would let one bad experience uh, dissuade me from that. And so she's yeah. like, huh, okay. Yeah, keep trying, essentially. And initially, like, the way the next scene opens on just a house, I thought it was his house again. It was just going to be her immediately going to do that. Um, but it's the house that Lex is being held captive in. <laughs> I called it the misery house. Have you ever seen misery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it gets even more misery like as we go along. So. <laughs> so yeah, the misery house and poor freaking Lex. And I don't know. Okay. Again, I'm just going to, I'm just going to gush and fangirl over Mike Rosenbaum again. I don't know what it is about when he's playing this character and he's in like dire situations, but like, the man can't be unattractive in any way, shape or form. And so when he's like really into something and especially if he's like struggling to like get out of something or he's like trying to exert some, like some manliness, like I'm just like, Oh, Lex Luthor. Oh my God. Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought it would be you and me? Yeah. <laughs> so different from Superman, the animated series. <laughs> Save me Lex Luthor. Please. <laughs> Uh, so anyways yeah so he's like struggling obviously because he's all taped up to a chair yeah yeah and, and uh, like and then... he's dealing like like he wakes up and he's dealing with like a rapidly unraveling Rachel and like trying to understand why what Clark what Clark has anything to do with why he is there and she's like well that's simple 
unless Lionel tells the truth, uh, he's going to be feeling what it's like to lose a son. Yeah, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then, like, as soon as she says that, and she picks up her phone to make the call, like, Lex is struggling super hard to get out of the chair. Yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, he's hard, all right. (laughs) This is not a precursor to me going to search down Michael Rosenbaum and then kidnap him and tape him up in my basement, okay? I swear. So if he goes missing tomorrow, it's not me. Yeah, and then we cut to Lionel, and he's setting down... Uh, the phone on the desk and Martha's there and he is just like kind of in like a like fugue state almost like he's like uh, he's like uh, Rachel has Lex and if I don't call a press conference revealing Clark's adoption as a sham she's going to kill Lex but we all know how this is going to go down. I mean, it's no surprise what he does, like, when it happens. It's really no surprise. It really isn't a surprise. But we, like uh, we alluded to earlier, we get that scene at school where Clark approaches Chloe, which is something she never expected would happen again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, he freaking stormed out like crazy the last time, but he's coming in to be the bigger person and yeah. he is apologizing. Although I will say he's like, although he's justified in saying it, it's yeah. also kind of a dick move where he's like, there, you know, there were faults on both sides. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm apologizing, but you were still wrong. <laughs> he, he's like, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. It's basically a Kevin Spacey apology, almost. <laughs> I don't remember yes. if I did it, but if I did, I'm sorry. I may or may not have. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so if she says something to the to the effect of like, if she knew that it would come between them, she would burn her press pass. And he's like, Haha, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, but I that's what that. I need right now. I need you. I need the, the journalist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and... And then you do get a little bit more, like, again, we talked about, like, finding out more about Chloe's mom. Yeah. And she basically explains that, like, her mom just up and left without any explanation. And her dad never really talked about it. And all she remembers is, like, waking up one morning, mom's gone, and dad is, like, burning waffles in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, there's, like, a sad note to it where she's, like, I guess uh, it's hard knowing why somebody would leave... Uh, is it because they couldn't love me or something to that effect? And he's like, never think that way. Yeah. 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 It's very, it is very touching in the end. Like it's, it's, it eased my tension about Chloe just, but only slightly, only slightly. It it humanized her a bit more. Yeah. Bit, tiny bit. Yeah. So it's nice to see the makeup about it. Yeah. um, But she also is hitting a dead end looking for this Rachel Dunleavy's address. And then Clark gets the idea to try uh, Lucas Luther. Right. Right. And which, of course, that's what she finds. Yep. And it's, again, one of these things where, like, he's standing right behind her. It's it's not like he's near the door. He would have to go around her to get to the door. He looks at the address and then just super speeds out of the room. And how is there not a gust of wind yeah. every time he freaking zips out? Like, how is she not noticing this intense gust of wind? Blowing <laughs> her papers hair flying everywhere. <laughs> She's just like, Clark, Clark, where'd you go? <laughs> it's like, this is the 15th this has happened. And like, yeah. it's really straining credulity that she wouldn't figure this out. 
Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. She's not a very good journalist. But at Rachel's house, <laughs> we see the TV. She's got the tube TV running. Yes. And yeah. uh, and uh, we see the beginning of Lionel's press, press conference, and it goes yep. exactly the way you think it would. He's just like, I will not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> He takes the America's way of uh, thinking when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah, and you can see Lex being like, ah, fuck, my dad just killed me. <laughs> and so she's like, she takes the stance of somebody that's just about to split a piece of firewood in half. And he oh, like, yeah, we- <laughs> frees a leg just in time to kick her. Freaking boots her right into the wall. She comes out like again, giving severe misery vibes because she's coming out with that axe. Like she's ready with that axe, man. And uh, yeah, you're right. Then Lex just freaking boots her right, right up against the wall, knocks himself out in the process. Yeah, and then uh, so we see her recovering just as Clark is running up, and like it's so funny because it's always like that, like sped up, like walk that he's doing as he runs. (laughs) Into, into frame and then he stops and he does the thing where he like turns his head slightly and then squints at the house yeah and sees like uh one skeleton about to commit bone massage on another skeleton and again with the special effects the skeletons aren't even believable like they're not even <laughs> believable like the skeleton of freaking judy king because again that's all i'm calling her in this fucking episode judy king is like it's so like bored straight stoic and like she's bringing the axe up but not really it's like it's just the weirdest freaking special effects for skeletons that i've ever seen in my life it's so funny what i what i really want from one from that scene though is for the axe to also have a skeleton (laughs) that would have been good that would have been good so she's bring it she goes to bring it down and clark like dives in the way and this axe smashes to pieces like it's a glass vase like the way the way the pieces are laying on the floor after it literally looks like a glass vase Oh, see, I didn't even see the pieces on the Fuck. floor. I was still, I was still too amazed by the terrible CGI of this of this axe just like breaking apart. Yeah, it was as bad or worse than when Jonathan hit the Clark right in the ring. Yes, yeah, it's. I think it's roughly the same. I think they hired the same guy. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same effects house. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh shit! And then it's kind of like. As the axe comes down and and she sees it shatter and then the realization at then finally hits her. Finally, She's like oh, you killed me, my son, because yeah. you didn't die from an axe. Yeah, <laughs> so you're a freak. Um, and yeah, he like turns and like, oh, that's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, he, she just like breaks down like he's just like trying to comfort her but we very quickly cut away yeah it doesn't take very like it's not a lot of comforting um no. but it, it again it's nice to see that like clark is still very human about it like he understands again it's just a mom in pain and like yeah she's obviously got some mental health issues they have definitely uh revealed themselves by now and so he just he sympathizes to a certain extent because it's tough Tough yeah, and it, it, the the scene like it felt like one of those things where it was like, okay, uh, the the problem has been solved. We're just going to quickly, very quickly, end the episode. But there's actually like ten more minutes of stuff happens yeah, after that. Yeah, just like so. There's the scene at the Talon where Henry Small does a little ambushing of his own. 
He does. Uh, yeah, and shows up and like, you know, talks about like how it's like a nice, a nice place and that like, he's willing to find out if he is her father. Um, okay. And side note, when he shows Lana, the letter that she apparently left, yeah. um, again, did she leave that when she went to see him the first time? Cause I didn't see her leave that letter. No, I think she has, has since sent him a letter, but like, you know, just that would at minimum take okay. two days to get to him. Yeah, right. Well, I I assume that she would have just like left it, like in on his front doorstep oh, maybe. or something like that. Yeah, that's what. But what but what bugs me is that like he came with this letter, but we did not see her drop it off. So again, I'm like, where the f did this letter come from? <laughs> it's just like with it's just like with Pop Pop and the whole thing about like. You know, he never reached back out to Clark, but he really did. And like, it wasn't really explained. Yeah, they had an entire conversation <laughs> off camera that we didn't see because this. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. We're... It's implied. It's implied plot. Or it's like cutting room floor stuff. Like there. So some of the DVDs, and this is why I kind of, I waffle on whether I should be watching these the way that we're watching them on Amazon or whether I should still be watching the DVDs just to find the deleted scenes. Oh um, no! Don't be, don't be, because that's like that's spoiling it for everybody else. Not everybody else even knows what a DVD is anymore. So like, they're not gonna freaking go get that. <laughs> they're like, shut up, Grandpa. No one cares yeah. about DVDs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> freaking take your teeth out and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some chamomile. Now shut up. Yeah. But so speaking about how like the show typically like the villain or the freak of the week gets dealt with and then it kind of wraps up within yeah. 30 seconds yeah. and we don't usually find out for the most part what happens to that freak of the week. Yeah, we do at least learn that, you know, Judy King done be put in uh, Orange is the New Black's psych ward now. Yeah, that's where she lives. Yeah, <laughs> she has been sent to Orange is the New Black. Yes. <laughs> Prison. Yeah. Uh, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, even if she does say something, no one's going to believe her. The problem is, is she could say something to Alex Luther and totally get believed, right? Like it's, oh, yeah, cause he sure. was there. He doesn't know how, uh, there were shards of an ax around him when he woke up. Like how, I mean, how assume, do you explain assume, that? Assuming he woke up in the house. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. um, but yeah, we find out like, you know. Uh, but Jonathan is still kind of doing that, like staring into the distance thing, and it just triggers another flashback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's Lionel uh, hand delivered uh, Clark's adoption paperwork. Right. Um, and it's like kind of a cool scene because Lionel kind of seems like he's kind of being a good dude. I, but he's like, yeah, but here's the thing. So, yeah. you know your friends, <laughs> the uh, the Rosses? Uh, they don't really want to sell to me. And do you think you could, like, help grease the wheels with that? And uh, Jonathan's like, I don't know if that would be appropriate. And Lionel's like, ugh, be a shame uh, if somebody took a really close look at that paperwork you've got there. And Wait, what a dick. Daddy Kent's like, you fuck. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking asshole what the hell <laughs> yeah and it really was it really was of course lionel being like the scorpion can't help but be the scorpion 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He just wants something. And like, this is where, like, it's so annoying because he already, like, technically daddy can't already save Lex's life, presumably. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I owe you one. So they cashed in on that favor. There is no more favors to cash in on. And yet Lionel's still coming to him and is like, oh, by the way, do me something else. Because even though you already did me a favor and I repaid it, now you got to do me another favor. Yeah, apparently saving his son's life doesn't have the same weight as adoption papers, according yes. to him. Well, obviously, as we, as he proved in his press conference, his son's life really doesn't mean fuck all to him. So. Especially a bald son. Yeah, exactly. It's not even entire. Not- didn't even save his entire son. God, bald son. Should have should have just saved his hair. But yeah, yeah, it's sort of like we learn as the flashback ends that Jonathan blames himself for allowing the Luthers to get get that foothold in Smallville, and he never told Clark about this, knowing how Clark would blame himself. And Clark immediately tries to, and, and uh, DK is like, no, no. This is me. This is on me. I'm taking this. And like, he refuses to let anyone bear that cross. Yeah. But himself. He takes the L all on his own. And there is sad daddy music playing as he walks away. And he even walks away like into the shadows. Yeah. Like it's it's very it's it, it, the lighting and the music choices. I would say and the the, the filmography in, in this the shot for shots. Yeah. For the most part, special effects aside, very well done in this episode. Very well done. Yeah. The so the, the music thing too is like this very last scene. Uh, there's like opera music playing in the background of it. Mm-hmm. very like I, I don't think it's playing maybe it's playing at the beginning of the scene i think it is but it's just very background but it comes to a crescendo at the end of it but the whole scene is uh lionel is sitting uh in his like study or his office or whatever and he's having a drink and he's kind of just staring off and lex comes in and he wants like an explanation yeah as to like yeah. what the fuck is going on with this lucas and like this woman and what's the truth. And like Lionel kind of tries to explain it away as being like, like I couldn't let your mother find out because of her failing health. And Lex yeah. is like, you're so full of shit. Well, uh, she is. Yeah. And, <laughs> absolutely is. and, uh, but like, like Lex is just like fixated on this. Cause he's like, fuck my brother, my half brother could still be alive. And then Lionel squashes that by being, yeah, the uh, he was put with family, but unfortunately, he died uh, before his first birthday. Yeah, I say you, he did. And then he's like doing like the act sad and exhausted thing, and he tells Lex that he needs uh, some space. And like Lex is like, I was just fucking tied up in a house. Like, what? I'm fucking tired too, but like I'm here to <laughs> talk. But he he says okay, and he leaves, and like the music is coming to a crescendo as uh as lionel like opens this locket and he's like toying with this lock of hair and under that you see a picture of lionel with a like five-year-old boy who is definitely not Lex. definitely not lex <laughs> and yeah and so i'm madam butterfly very- madam butterfly plays us into the credits is that actually what it was? The that's the that's the English author? translation of the song. I I can't remember the actual title of it, but it's yeah. That's what's in that's what's in parentheses of the song. So I think oh, okay. that's what it's well, known that, well, colloquially. The, 
Well, the opera is Madame Butterfly. That is like an actual opera. So I'm assuming it's a yeah. song like from, yeah. from the opera. But yeah. Um, so a uh, question um, is, uh, without spoiling too much, I always assumed that Lex Luthor having a sibling was, it was always canon that he had a sister. I didn't think that he ever had a brother in any iteration of him having a sibling. Yeah, there's, uh, there. The, we're going to get lots of Lex uh, stuff in the future, but without spoiling much, he definitely had a brother named Julian. Oh, like an actual brother that he like the yes, a real had? brother who died. Okay, yeah. oh, okay, okay, gotcha. All right. Well, because in uh, in Supergirl, I don't know if you've ever watched the CW Supergirl series. I have, I have, yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's uh, I want to say it's Lana Luther. Lana Luther, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, it is Lana Luther. So is she his sister or his cousin in that? universe in this universe he just doesn't have a sister right but in but supergirl, in supergirl it actually is his sister oh okay, okay. yeah yeah that's that's okay makes more yeah. sense now you can't and you can't have too many lanas like you know it just gets too crazy yeah too many too many alliterative names like ll and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah or no it's not um, it's not lana luther it's lena luther is it Le I think it's Lena Luther. Yeah. I, I think it is Lena Luther. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right. Let me let me fact check. Here, I'll fact check it right now. <laughs> in I'll real time? Now in real time. As you tell me, Paul, um, out of let's see, um five axes, how many axes would you give this episode? Do we want to go axes or vials of spit? <gasps> oh vials of spit. Okay. Vials of spit. <laughs> I like again, like I think I preface this at the beginning of the episode where by saying I think that it's a strong episode despite not having like a, a like a traditional superhero type villain, um, and I think the story and the plot of like you know we we get like more meat on the bone for the characters, and I yeah. think that means for me it is a four vials of spit. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a lot of spit. It's a lot of spit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much the same, but I, I'll be a bit more generous. I was going to give it four and a half vials wow. of spit. I uh, know, just because, like, yeah, like again, what you say about the the character building really good in this episode. I liked that they didn't make um, the mom the the crazy mom like overly crazy right off the bat. She seemed. Like, again, just like someone who's in mourning over their kid and is trying to find them, right? So it, it doesn't yeah. seem like just right off the bat they're insane. Like, or they're like, you know, they've got a chip on their shoulder or whatever. Right. Um, they built that up really well. The the music selection in this, and like I say, even just the, the filmography, the shot for shots for the majority of this, the only reason it gets docked a 0.5 of spit is because of the just the nasty special effects that I can't handle. I can't handle it. I can't. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> nasty special effects. So nasty. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 But everything else I really liked. And yeah, it was really well done. And I will say I'll give kudos to um, Lionel Luther. Uh, what, what's his John Glover? Yeah. Uh, I'll give him kudos to his blind acting. It's getting much more believable now. So good for him. Yeah, I would say like my favorite scene of the whole episode is it's a tie. It's a tie between the one with Lex and Lionel at the end or the one with 
Lionel and Rachel. Oh, because you liked watching him manhandle her face? No, he's just, he's such a creepy <laughs> bastard. He is, yes. You can tell that he's definitely the one that likes to be dominant in the relationship. Yeah. The way he whispered orders to her sexily. <laughs> <laughs> you could say his desires are unconventional. Oh, very much so. <laughs> I was almost, I'm not even joking, like, as he's whispering to her, like, I was expecting him to be like, you bad girl, dirty girl. Like, that's totally what I was expecting. Some Ah, iteration. Some iteration. I would have dove out of my skin. Uh, You can still be, uh, you know, at the the height of your sexuality, even in your, what I'm going to assume is Lionel Luther's 50s. Well, yeah, you got to be in his late 50s or 60s, because... Lex is twenty five years old, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. People that that people that old still get it on. I mean, we just at least I hope so. Oh, he he, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, so good episode all around. Definitely good episode all around. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um. So I guess I will. Uh, I will talk about what we're going to be experiencing on next week's episode. Yeah. All right, next week's episode, episode eight. It's titled Ryan. Mm-hmm. Not not Ryan's world, just Ryan. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, Clark tests the... Li- okay, wait, hold on. <clears throat> next week on Smallville, Clark tests the limits of his powers to save his young telepathic friend Ryan from an evil doctor who wants to control the boy's abilities. Meanwhile, Lana's aunt and guardian, Nell, tells Lana that she plans to move the family to Metropolis with Gil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't say his real name, Gil. Nice. Uh, It doesn't even say a name. It just says Metropolis, period. But I was like, but we know it's with Gil. (laughs) <laughs> oh good old gal good old gal poor sucker just along <laughs> for the dysfunctional ride god uh, oh shit yep um all right so i guess we can do some some socials it's some social yeah now. Oh, but also like you have a little bit of homework for next week either you either go into this episode dark or you have to revisit the season one episode that has ryan because Otherwise, you might not know what's happening. So I think what I'm going to do um, is I'm actually going to watch the episode first, like sometime before the weekend. Yeah. Uh, not knowing what happened in season one. Right. Then I am going to watch the season one episode uh-huh. so I can get the context. And the then prequel. re Yes. Then re-watch the episode uh, on season two again to see if what I missed and what connections I can make. Okay. That yeah, so don't cool. worry. I'll I'll do my homework. I'll That's do cool my homework. homework. I also have like I'll have like a weird uh thing that was discovered so way back when we did season one's episode about Ryan, the actor that plays him. Uh, my, my girlfriend found some very funny stuff that he was doing at the time, like because this is early pandemic days. Yeah. And the the, the actor is also from from Teen Wolf. Oh, the the, the, the newer Netflix Team Wolf, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And oh. so there's a very funny story with that that I will get into next week. But oh, for I'm now, excited. it's the socials. So you can find us at, on Twitter um, at Save Us Pod. Uh, same email address at gmail.com. 
and you can find us individually at Osloop. And GamerMom CA. Yes. And you can leave voice messages on Anchor um, just by clicking the, the link uh, either on the Twitter uh, linked. I have like a pinned tweet on there. Um, or if you just go to anchor.fm slash save us, you can find the message button slightly down below where, you know, you can click the Spotify link to go directly to Spotify or whatever podcatcher you use to subscribe to the show. And I do uh, suggest that you do subscribe and also rate and review us. And even if like the message you want to leave is just super brief or just about any anything about the show, it doesn't even have to be about the show. It could be what you th- what you're thinking about, what you had for dinner, anything. <laughs> just engage with the show. <laughs> absolutely, we like engagement. We absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, like it's, I mean, I I was again shocked at how much I liked this episode, and it's it bodes well for even the episodes that aren't even the best ones, like the Incredible Sulk. Yeah. <laughs> um, are still fun to do this show about. And I hope, like, everyone that's listening is enjoying us. I hope that we're, like, a good part of your week when you hear this. Yeah. Like, and so that just kind of goes back into, like, the engaging. Like, definitely, like, let us know. And if there are things that you, you don't like that we talk about, or, like, maybe you don't like the sound of our voices and we need to change it up. Like, maybe we need some modulators up in here. <laughs> Or, you know, anything, really. Like, we'll take any critique, any critique. And remember, there are no stupid questions, just stupid people. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oof. And with that... Somebody save us.